Coming Up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Just a quick message before you get there. For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help us keep going. In 2023, we're asking our community to stay tuned, stay radical. We rely on the generous donations of community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media. Thanks for your support and happy listening. Coach, we're ready to ride. My name's John A. Tate, and I'm in the leading group. James Tate's in the chasing group. Hello, cycling analogy. Yes, and M. Collard is in the peloton, struggling to catch up. Yeah, that's, that tracks for this week, hey? I only did that because you were last one here, so that's why I put you there, yeah. in the peloton. Yeah. Mentally, physically, that's where I'm at this week. <laughs> had, had to go on what they call a nature break. Mm. Oh, many, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> Nature breaks. God, yeah. that's, part of, that's my life. This is the sporting record here on 3CR, 855 AM. It's just past four o'clock, and we're here to talk about the radical world of sports. But first... We are indeed. Before we get started on today's episode, the sporting record would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast this program and on which much of our local sport is played. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We would also like to acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to Australia's sporting life. Well said, Em. We've got a cycling theme today yeah. because the second biggest cycling race in the world, the Giro d'Italia, the Tour of Italy, Giro is on. Yeah, the, Gi- the Giro d'Italia men's race is on. Isn't that right, John? Yes, but first, there's some breaking news, I believe, in the world of sport. Breaking news, so a quick, a quick trip to the AFL men's land, where oh. uh, coach Alistair Clarkson of North Melbourne has, mm. uh, st- I guess, stood down indefinitely. He's stepping away from the coaching role amid the racism investigation into him and his time as the head coach of Hawthorne. That is hot off the presses. He hasn't retired, though. He's just stepped aside. No, he's taken leave. So uh, the assistant coach, Brett Ratton, will be stepping up into his role as coach of North Melbourne. Well, he's a good coach, so they lose nothing there. Alistair Clarkson has cited physical and mental well-being as being the reason for him stepping away. He's felt that this racism investigation has not given him a voice. Well, it's and, a mess, isn't it? It's a mess. And because of said lack of voice and media scrutiny, it's really messed with him. So he's stepping away. Uh, so that's just breaking news. In uh, in my eyes, I think it was completely inappropriate for him to be the coach of North Melbourne in the first place amidst a pretty in- intense, big racism mm. investigation with some horrific allegations. I oh. totally agree with that. I Both him and Chris Fagan, who are the two senior coaches implicated in this um investigation it just seemed particularly at the time when the report first came out it was very alarming at best and the people that would be 
affected by it. It was hor- like horrifying things to to read and know about, and it did seem like a very weird cognitive dissonance between oh, this is happening, but also let's celebrate like for North Melbourne as well, who've struggled for such a long time and then had this very well-renowned coach come in it was a weird kind of dynamic of celebrating that and then also but knowing that this whole investigation is happening and Mm. it felt like they couldn't coexist so i'm not surprised that this has gotten to a point where something's got to give and yeah it just seemed inappropriate and it it didn't seem well handled by well, Fagan anyone. Fagan was already ensconced at Brisbane, but uh, Alistair Clarkson was a new appointment, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think, though, the nature of the allegations meant that both of them should have been, you know, stood back from being able to coach or be officially involved for the, you know, the full investigation until it's taken its course. But it seems to be... Mm. I don't know. It just seems to be all kind of a bit grey. And well, the AFL's position was it'll all be sorted out by Christmas. Well, that's but the other from thing. From a legal point of view, people are saying that was unrealistic. Well, would you agree with that, M? Our, our legal le- expert, the legal expert, um, <laughs> our closet lawyer, the closet lawyer, um, the, cl- the closet is glass. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, it, there would be so many le- things going on behind closed doors that we're, we're unaware of and contra- contractually and stuff. It would be interesting to know because it's not like a criminal investigation no, at no. this stage. It's no. just an AFL investigation. Yeah. What obligations for contracts needed to be continued even though this investigation was happening. But it didn't really seem okay or right that these two people who had clearly allegedly caused significant harm in their role as coaches continue on as coaches. I don't know. That was just my – it just didn't seem like very well handled by anyone and now I'm not surprised that this has happened. Bit of a cock-up. Yeah. Bit of a cock-up. So anyway, there's the breaking news. Hot off the presses here at 3CR, Radical Radio, bringing it to you live on 855 AM. So we're going to turn to the world of cycling now where the second biggest men's race in the world is going on, the men's Giro d'Italia. John, you've got some ripper things to say about this, yeah. don't you? Well, it started last week, but we were uh, we were interviewing uh, Megan Ponsford about uh, cricket, so we, we've left it to this week to introduce. So it's been going for about a week or so. The Aussies are doing pretty well. Yes, so an update on Australian success. We've got Michael Matthews, an Australian sprinter who won Stage 3, and we've got Caden Groves who won Stage 5. So for people who aren't cycling novices, winning a stage at one of these grand tours... Uh, either the Tour de France, the Giro d'Italia, or the Vuelta Espana, winning a stage is often considered the highlight of someone's career. This is huge yeah. for someone to do this. Well, it's winning a race. It's, it's, it's you know, thir- uh, 20 races within the big race, isn't yes, it? Yes, so there's people who can win stages, which is one day during you know the two- or three-week tour. These are big tours. And then there's also the general classification, which is the person who basically finishes the entire race in the shortest amount of time. And last year? And last year, Australian Jai Hindley won the Giro d'Italia. Won the whole thing. That's true. I do remember that. The second ever Australian to win a Grand Tour after Cadell Evans. He's not there this year defending his title. No, he's he's not there. Other fish to fry. He's focusing on the big race, which is La Tour de France men's, Mm. which is happening Mm. probably about June. So there we go. Now, you've yeah. mentioned Michael Matthews, who's won a stage already. Yes. He is the leader, I think, of the Jayco Alula team. Yes, an Australian team. It's the Australian team. There's uh, several Australians on that team. Matthews, Michael Hepburn, Callum Scottson. And there's a Kiwi on that team, Campbell Stewart. He's almost an Aussie. 
Good on you, Campbell. And then they have a few other writers too. There's an Italian guy who's really good. They're doing very well. But um, I dug up an interesting thing. I wanted to see this new sponsor, Alula. Yes. A-L-U-L-A. So just, just for everyone at home who's not familiar with cycling, they cycle in teams. Usually the team has a leader who they're trying to win the overall race. And the teams are sponsored by companies. So uh, two major sponsors for this team is Jayco, which is an Australian brand of caravans and things. Fishing stuff. Fishing things. That's all I associate with it somehow. Yeah. Fishing. Outdoors. And this year they've got a new sponsor, secondary sponsor, Alula. Alula. Do you know what Alula is? No, but M? it sounds alluring. Tell oh. me more. So it's spelled A-L, capital U, L-A. Alula. 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 What it sounds it? like the start of a wonder. Well, I looked it up today because I thought, what is it? I need to just investigate what yeah, the sponsor yeah. is. Yeah, fair enough. Would it help if I say, it's actually two words, L, A-L, and Ula, L-Ula. Ula. No, it, it in fact does not help. It does not. Okay. So, I looked it up. Is L like the You're something? going to be shocked. Oh, <laughs> yes, no. it is the something. The Ula. <laughs> You're going to be shocked. Shock me, John. Alula is a boutique heritage and culture destination in Saudi Arabia. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's the new official second naming rights partner of what used to be Green Edge Cycling. It hopes to introduce the stunning landscape of ancient civilizations to millions of cycling and sports fans around the world. Right. So it just sounds like a rebrand of instead of visit visit Saudi Arabia, visit Alula. Well, Alula is a particular city in Saudi Arabia yes. and, and region, I suppose. So over the past years, the region has developed to establish a strong connection with sport, having hosted a variety of events, including the uh, Saudi Tour in February yes, last year. Yes, Tadej Pogacar won that one, I believe, oh, the okay. best cyclist in the world, okay. who was from Team UAE, <laughs> sponsored so by the So the Australian UAE. cycling team's got a Saudi Arabian sponsor. Well, How they, do you feel about they that? just keep coming in with the money in sports, don't they? They Saudi really Arabia. do. They're really they going really for do. It. If you ever looked up the owners for all the, the city-branded teams, football teams around the world... Oh, really? By any chance? No. Oh. Manchester City, Melbourne City, New York City. But they're not naming sponsors, are they? Or are they just major sponsors? Uh, well, it's less about naming sponsors and just like where that the pinnacle of the owner of all of those okay. is a Saudi um, company in the end, the, the top of all of those. And so they have a team in like almost every single continent on the on the globe this well that's where the money is but i'm thinking you know in 20 30 years time when oil is not going to be gold anymore will they run out of money what's going to happen there well um they're trying to diversify their economy aren't they okay you know um you know a lot of those countries out that way are are diversifying away from fossil fuels which of course are going to run out Mm. And, you know, luxury tourism, Well, that's sports. the thing. Dubai, like, whole rebrand as a city is now, like, a luxury, luxury destination. Luxury tourism with a yeah. shitload of inequality all to prop it up. Yep. I went there last year. It wasn't great. But this is a textbook example of Saudi Arabia and their continued use of the idea of sports washing, John. Yes. Hey. Here, here we go, Jimmy. We're back to sports We've washing. We've visited that before. So sports washing 
as per the definition of Wikipedia, yep. a great resource, is a term used to describe the practice of individuals, groups, corporations, or governments using sports to improve reputations tarnished by wrongdoing. So don't worry about all the stuff we've done historically and are continuing to do, which are breaches of human rights and those sorts of things. Look at look, sport. Don't worry about it. Sport. Here's some people kicking a ball around. Yes. Here's some people riding a contraption. Yes. Really fast. Classic example is Enjoy when it. Scott Morrison uh, avoided using, uh, well, while the 2020 bushfires were going on, he said, let's hope our Australian cricket team does our, does our country proud during this time of... Uh, was it a deflection? Yeah, it was a, it was a classic deflection, and, and, and people <laughs> rightly went, hey, stop using the cricket to diversify from the fact you left the country. Anyway, onwards. So sports washing, we're back. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that shocked me, because I, I was genuinely surprised. Yes, and the Giro d'Italia, I guess the World Cycling Tour, these teams that sponsor you know, these groups of people riding in these races, typically does have a lot of what you would call unethical sponsors. So we often get... Mm. Um, petrochemical companies and fossil fuel companies mm-hmm. and, you know, people like Saudi Arabia coming in and saying, hey, look, we're sponsoring sports. Sports is good. Look at our reputation being improved because our sports team is winning. Mm. And that's been the one thing about cycling that I struggle with. But not all the sponsors are negative. No, not all the – but the best teams are. Let me do a quiz with you. All right, another quiz. It's on the same theme. <clears throat> sponsors theme do we quiz. need? Do we need a – Jeopardy team for uh, Oh, well, you can yeah, do it yeah. if you like. So this is all going to be total general knowledge for you. Okay, great. No, I have given you no time to research. Perfect. So there's a lot of teams, and the teams are, are, are um, often um, nationality-based. So Rowan Dennis, he rides with um, a team called Jumbo Visma. Yes. And uh, Jumbo... And Visma are two sponsors. Do you know what products they make? Uh, uh, large jum- large, large things. Jumbo size. Large. Jumbo, I think it's a Dutch team. So Jumbo is a Dutch supermarket. Ah, wow. There you go. And Visma, they make software. Ooh. It's a software company. Oh, well, that's pretty go. cool. No cycling connection, but I suppose it gets their name out there. And they're know. the second strongest team in the world, um, as as per you know cycling experts like myself. Mm-hmm. This one's a bit easier. This is the Belgium team Alpecine de Tugnik. Okay, so that sounds a little. Uh, you should know what Alpecine is. It's it's co- it's caffeine. It's a product shampoo. I don't use much. <laughs> it's yes. caffeine shampoo. Yes, shampoo products, hair products. Ah. Alpecine. Yeah, nice. And uh, De Kernick. De Kernick. De Kernick. De Kernick. Thank you, Jim. You're the multilingual one here. Is um, PVC windows and doors. PVC windows and doors. Well, that was my second guess. <laughs> yeah. You had that one up your sleeve, didn't you? Yeah. It was, it was, I was going to say that. But anyway, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's all i got for you. The quiz is over now. <laughs> well, well, I just looked up those ones because they've got Australians on it. Uh, Alpacine De Chudnik. De Koenig. De Koenig. Uh, that's Caden Groves' team. Yes, Caden Groves, the Australian sprinter. Oh, who Jay is going Vine. Quite oh okay. Well. Jay Vine, he's, his team is UAE Team Emirates. Yes. Sponsored by the UAE Team Emirates. Yeah. yeah. He's also an Israeli team, isn't he? Israel. Israel something. Premier Tech. I wonder what Premier Tech is, but anyway. I don't well, know I don't know what Premier Tech is, but it's probably a, a nod to their booming technology industry. So even though those companies must put a lot of money in to get their name as the team name, mm. uh, it's really hard to find out what products they, they represent. 
because it's not on any of the websites. You've got to actually go hunting. I had to go hunting to find out what these products are. Interesting. So I don't know what value they get out of it, apart from no, name, eyeballs, brand recognition. Brand recognition, you know, sports washing. Hello. Bit of that. Hello. Bit of that involved. <laughs> so there you go. How good's that? There you go. So I've got a lot more on the Giro, but uh, we've always got next week because it goes for three weeks or something, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so um, I should also give a shout-out to SBS's coverage of the Giro d'Italia. Mm. Um, consistently, what I think is probably the best job of sports broadcasting being done on a low budget, mind mm. you, but it's fascinating and how it they do it. it shouldn't work because it's a long, boring event in some ways, and but they, oh. I can't take my eyes away from it. Yeah. Look at these people riding up hills. It's also, like, I actually quite enjoy, I have no, no idea about cycling. Couldn't tell you the first thing about it apart from Peloton. That's it. There you go. That's my knowledge. <laughs> but I love watching the Tour de France just be- from, I find the commentary quite relaxing, yeah. This like the shots and like info they have around the towns that they're going mm. through the little info bits about mm. cycling at the time that clearly i can't remember it's like a very like meditative experience yeah. it's quite nice yeah. there you well, go if you don't watch the whole thing the sbs does have uh, little highlights packages you know that go for an hour or something you can catch the next day so you don't have to watch the whole thing and stay up to one thirty to see mm. the result that's the only problem. It goes a little bit too late. Yeah, no, a little bit too late. I'm getting to twelve thirty-one, and I've I've had it. I can't. Mm. I can't get to the end. Right. It's about time for a break. We're yeah. going to try and play a few uh, community announcements now, but the program is freezing a little bit. So we're going to try and play that. Oh, and if okay. not, we have the failsafe of the Melbourne Demons Jazz Anthem. Oh yeah, that's a great failsafe. So either way, you're going to get some heartwarming. Because we promised our guests last week, Megan Ponsford, who's yes. a Melbourne supporter, that we'd play that theme this week. Yes. So let's try for a few ads. No, no ads. So let's go to the Melbourne theme. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we love, the team of the red and the blue. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue, and we sing this song to you. Should old acquaintance be forgot, keep your eye on the red and the blue. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we love, the team of the red and the blue. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue, and we sing this song to you. Sure. 
My quick clock won't hurt. What time are you picking up, Kate? Oh, damn it. Saw you on your phone. Licence, please. Pick up your phone while you're driving and it's a $555 fine and four demerit points. Distracted drivers can be caught anywhere, anytime. A message from the TAC. Drive safely for everyone. A 3CR supporter. I still remember my favourite teacher. They taught me to believe in myself. Some of our teachers were so inspiring. Why wouldn't you want to be like them? I'm three years into my degree and I can already see it was the right decision for me. Study to become one of 4,000 new teachers across Victoria with a career that makes a difference and changes lives. Are you ready? Visit vic.gov.au forward slash teach the future to get started. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. Alrighty, we're back here, sporting record. So something that happened this week in very exciting news for women's sport, Australian sport, someone that we've mentioned before previously in terms of influential um, women in sport in Australia was the Women's FA Cup final that Uh, happened. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So that happened um, over the weekend and it was between Chelsea and Man United. Um, And so the reason why significant for Australia is because, who was it, number three on that women's most influential list in Australia, Mm -hmm. Sam Kerr. Yes. Yeah, came in with... Some of us thought she should have been number one or two, really. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The head of bloody Jeter Reinhardt. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still, uh, I'm still fuming about that Still reeling. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, Sam Kerr, yes. Sam Kerr scored the winner for Chelsea against Man United in the 68th minute. So the reason, obviously that's wonderful, like great to see her doing really well, scoring winners, getting trophies, breaking hearts, all that good stuff. Yes. But significantly is the attendance, where it was held. Um, so it was at Wembley. It was sold out Wembley Stadium. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, which the, is... The big daddy of soccer stadiums, big, more or less. But exactly. Like, the, like, that's where you want to play. That's yeah. like... Yeah, it's bigger yeah. than the Tasmanian Stadium to come. Yeah. yeah. So that was 77,390 people who Ooh. attended that. 30,000 more than the same event last year, so FA Cup last year. It's growing. It's huge. That's like, that's huge. And then 10 years ago as well, FA Cup final between Arsenal and the Bristol Academy, <laughs> where Arsenal got the win, 3-0. Against poor old Bristol against Academy. <laughs> Bristol Academy. And that was in front of 4,988 people <laughs> at a stadium that could hold 15,000. So, obviously, like not even a third of capacity. That is pretty healthy growth. Well, that's the thing. Statistically, that's nuts. Even compared to last year, an improvement of 30,000. Like if this was a men's sport, again, people would be absolutely like diving on this, you know, sponsorship-wise to get their brand out. Like because the numbers aren't lying. Like it's growing at a a rate that's ridiculous yeah. and it's amazing to see. And it's also great to see people like Sam Kerr doing her backflip celebration. Well, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. If she's doing her tumble run backflip celebration thing, mm-hmm. her ankle must be pretty good. <laughs> you wouldn't be doing that if you had a dodgy ankle. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe the heat of the moment took over, but <laughs> still, she looked pretty, it was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one on the replay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and a great, it. great photo as well. So if you look it up on YouTube to have a look at the goal, the still of that video is a still of her 
mid backflip. It's a pretty specky photo. It's great Fantastic. to look. Fantastic. So look Sam out. Kerr's kicking goals. Uh, the the world game and the women's competition is going from strength to strength. We've got the World Cup soon in a, in a month or two. Is it July? Yeah, July. June, July. I get them mixed up. Middle of the year. I think it's July. You'll hear about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a big, big sound coming from Australia There's and New Zealand. a big, Zealand. big sound, and thank goodness. Sporting record can get a, a press pass, and we'll, we can go along and I've applied. report. I've applied for one. Wow. Watch, watch this space for Let us coverage. know when you get the positive answer Well, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll have to... I'll, I'll get them on the line again. Yeah. Give us a pass, please. So what else you got, Em? You got a few things up your sleeve I do today, have a few you? things. They're all quite... Um, well, just women's sports related. Things that people might have missed because, yes. you know, these sometimes go a little bit by the wayside. Mm. The other thing was the WNBA season starting up WNBA on basketball. May 19th. Yes. Basketball, the American basketball comp. So, you know, I think allegedly, arguably the best women's basketball comp in the world Damn alongside right. the NBA, best men's basketball comp in the world. Bloody oath. Um, and exciting news for that is Brittany Griner's back. Brittany Griner is back. Back playing for the Phoenix Mercury alongside De- Diana Taurasi. Was yeah. that her old team? That's her old team. She's still there. She's back in action, suiting up again, which is great to see after getting back from Russia. Yes, from the prisons. From the prisons, yep. Um, and also uh, the Las Vegas Aces, who won the competition last season, and announced themselves the world champions, which yeah, yeah, okay, still yeah, gets on my nerves when they have the baseball World Series and it's only American. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. American imperialism. Oh god. Um, but alongside that is the Las Vegas uh, Aces, who don't have a team in the men's comp. Well, yes. th- not many of the teams line up with men's okay. teams. So there's Seattle Storm, and there's no Seattle team in the men's comp. Just things like that. But Las Vegas Aces especially, no men's equivalent. And they've recently just opened a huge new training facility. And it's the first one that's ever dedicated solely to a WNBA team, a franchise. Which is very exciting. Great news. The facilities look incredible. I showed Jimmy this morning. Yeah. Um, Or whenever it was, yeah. Uh, Americans know how to make facilities. Oh, yeah. Oh, Gosh, they're good at it. Yeah. And the Ooh. video, they had some like, they had to get drones going through the whole thing so you could get a sense of it. That's how good it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's good news because that's the first ever solely dedicated training facility for a, a women's basketball team, which when you think about it, pretty, it's significant that we're still ticking off so many firsts in, in 2023, but... Um, I think that's just the nature of women's sport. And as it mm. continues to grow, things will be will continue to get better. But, yeah, it still highlights that there's a lot, a long way to go in terms of resourcing and that side of the equality of sport. It's yeah. money and resourcing, you know, money for doctors and adequate nutritionists and all that kind of stuff that we don't see as well. It's not just, oh, give us the same amount of game time or whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. The so investments are being made. And they're going to keep being made because yeah. things are going from strength to strength. Yeah. Speaking of going you know, from strength to strength, the Hello. sporting record has some exciting news. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Community Cup is coming up uh, in uh, 
Middle of June. Middle of June, yes. June 18th. And we might have two representatives who might get on the ground and play for the mighty megahertz. We've got to be careful not to get ahead of ourselves. I know, because it's just a training time at the moment. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, the the RecLink Community Cup is a game played between radio hosts on community radio, traditionally PBS and Triple R, against the Rock Dogs which are, you know, a lot of musicians from around Melbourne Way, you mm-hmm. know, the communities. And so it's to raise money for RecLink. And we had the founder of RecLink here not long ago talking mm-hmm. about how good that organisation is and how good football is for communities. Mm-hmm. And RecLink are going to send someone along, so I've been in touch with them, mm. to here, to our show, to actually give it a big push. Amazing. In a few weeks' time. I haven't set a date yet, but they promised they'd send somebody Fantastic. to That's talk about it all. great news. So it's a wonderful day at... Roughly 12,000 people turn up every year to, sell vi- out. to Victoria Park in Katrina Collingwood. told me she's got ticket, got her ticket. Fantastic. So put that on your calendar. There's it's always bands playing. Paul, pa- Paul Kelly played the other year. Yep. You know, it's wonderful. Did I say Katrina? I think I meant Karina. Karina. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, it's a great time. Definitely worth... I've asked for a press pass because I'd like to do some Vox Pops on oh. the day. Vox Pops of Which us? We, oh, well, no, celebrities. <laughs> And players and just spectators, and we can uh, you know use them on the show in the next a few weeks after. I thought just just keep the camera on me because I'm going to kick a bag. It's not if a I camera; it's a microphone. Oh, keep the camera on me. You might have your brother playing on you. Yes, yes, my brother who is potentially a rock dog. Can you believe it? Wow! So there you go. Breaking so, yeah, news. That's that news. That's the sporting record for today. We're Radiothon's coming up, so we'll, we'll push that in the next few weeks. Radiothon is coming up. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can uh, find us on all podcast platforms if you want to listen to us again or on the 3CR website or the Community Plus app or anywhere on digital radio. How good is community radio? It's the best. Thanks for coming down, everybody. We'll catch you next week.